Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... This is Tim Staples of Catholic Answers. I'm excited to let you know that I also teach high school apologetics for homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. There are also recorded independent learning courses at homeschoolconnections.com. Whether you take apologetics with me, literature with Joseph Pierce, or philosophy with Bill Donahue, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, it's a great way to get Catholic learning for your family. This episode is brought to you by Hallow, the number one Catholic app. Hallow has 1,000 audio-guided prayers and meditations for you to deepen your relationship with God. To listen to all of the Hallow meditations for free for 30 days, head to hallow.com breadbox. Welcome to Quote Me, a weekly podcast that seeks to encourage, inspire, and lift you up to be all you were created to be. Words are powerful. Recognizing and celebrating the impact they have on our lives can comfort or challenge us, or both at once. I'm your host, Lindsay Schlegel, and I'm so glad you're here. Today, I hope we can honor the truth, beauty, and goodness of well-chosen language and so glorify God. Let's begin. My guest today is our first ever return guest, the lovely Chloe Langer. Hi, Chloe. Hey, Lindsay. Thanks. Oh, I didn't know it was the first return. I'm so honored. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, seriously. Um, so you're back in part because I love talking to you and in part because you have a new book coming out. So can you tell us a little about the book just because it's going to lead so much into the quote? Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I have a second book coming out called Letters to Women, Embracing the Feminine Genius in Everyday Life. It's being published by Tan Books and it's coming out on March 9th. And essentially what it is, is a collection of 30 letters from different women speaking into what the feminine genius looks like in their life um, and different situations and scenarios that I think most of us as women, regardless of the season that we're in, find ourselves. And so each letter opens up with an introduction from me to speaking into how I've seen this one woman live out the feminine genius and then her letter. And then it also includes questions for reflection um, and discussion. So this is just a great fun book to journal with, but then also to break open in a women's small group. I love that. Um, and it's from your podcast. It, it spun off of your podcast, Letters to Women, which I think was the first podcast I was on. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. I, I Like that's, a yeah. little thing we've got here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I remember listening to some episodes of your show before I was on. I think I listened to the first ever episode, so you were explaining oh, what it was. It was so, what a great idea. It spun off from J- Pope St. John Paul II's um, letter to women, um, where I think everyone sees the qu- the quotes from this, I think, come up often, like on Mother's Day, right? When we yes. want to celebrate women all over Instagram and everywhere else. Um, and it is so rich and so wonderful. Can you tell us which quote you've, I don't know how you picked one quote from that, but I'm glad you did. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's so true. I love every, there's so many lines. I've I've read this over and over and over and highlighted it. And you're right. There's like, I I think this letter speaks so beautifully into the different seasons of being a woman because our life is so dang seasonal. Um, But I really love how at the heart of it, what John Paul II talks about when he speaks about the feminine genius isn't like a one size fits all definition. Like the feminine genius is fill in the blank, which as much as a type A organizer, oldest of eight, who fulfills every stereotype that you have about the oldest (laughs) child of a big family. um, (laughs) The fact that there wasn't a definition drove me crazy for such a long time because I just wanted to know how 
to live this out in my own life. Um, but I think where John Paul II really nails it with this letter, for the whole letter of letters to women is that the feminine genius is about just being a woman. And the feminine genius isn't something to put on your to-do list or something that like once you fulfill A through Z, you're set and you've got it. It's instead this journey of becoming the woman that God's created you to be. And so I think that this is just so beautiful that when we tap into the insights that come from simply being a woman, then we're open to the freedom of realizing that it can look different in every single woman's life. And it does look different in every single woman's life. Yeah. And I think you're right that the different, the seasons too, I think that was a good way to put it, that our lives, the seasons that we're in change all, I mean, month to month things change like year to year. Um, And I think what you're saying is, and it's so much what the world wants to know and believe and profess about women, but there's so many things in our culture that stifle that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I totally agree. I think, yeah, the greatest irony is that the stereotype about Catholicism and femininity or being a woman is that, you know, the Catholic Church hates women or they there's an oppression there or you're not really able to live up to your full capacity if you are truly in touch with your faith. And the, the opposite is true, right? Like the, right. The, which like is the yeah. resounding way. Right. I just, it's, it's, it's mind boggling that like people want this women hunger for this so badly. And this is like, this is everything that we are and everything that we could be. And like what you're saying, like everyone has fit into some part of this at some point and fit into lots of it. And you know, a woman who is doing any of these things, you know, and he's your, your quote, thank you, every woman for the simple fact of being a woman. But then he goes into thank you, this woman in this situation for that, you know, the, all the, right. that list of thank yous, you, we all know someone in every one of those roles and every one of them is living her femininity out in her own way. And that's so, that's what we're supposed to be doing. Like that's what we're called to be living as daughters of God. And when we do that, there's so much freedom in that and giving yourself permission to be the person you were created to be. It's just, ah, gosh, I wish, I wish our, world knew more of that but I guess that's why we're on a podcast right this is true we're <laughs> so spreading we're, the word and uh, the link to the the quote will be in the show notes so I would encourage readers to go click on this letter um, print it out like Chloe did like I have done and highlight it and talk about it and share it mm-hmm. um all right well let's 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 get to the whole quote um I only said part of it before thank you every woman for the simple fact of being a woman through the insight, which is so much a part of your womanhood, you enrich the world's understanding and help to make human relations more honest and authentic. So where did you come across this first? Shoot. You know, John Paul II has been someone who has followed me all the way throughout. When I first when I first met him, it was eighth grade confirmation and encountering him through his writings of Theology of the Body. And then when it comes to the feminine genius, I knew about the feminine genius as a concept in eighth grade and was really intrigued by it. It sounded really fascinating. I, I, that's what I wanted to be when I grew up, someone who lived this out. Um, the further away that I got from eighth grade, the more I realized that for me, the feminine genius wasn't something that was intriguing. It became more intimidating. The older that I got, I had this huge burden and worry that I was concerned that I, I was not going to make the cut, that I was the woman who was in confession too much for the feminine genius. I was the woman who cussed too much in moments of anger for the feminine genius. I was the woman who, you know, all these like places where I thought in my story, I was too much or too little. One of the two. I was never just right. The never, I've had this, yeah, kind of Goldilocks experience with my story as, as a Catholic woman and never fit 
felt that I could fit in anywhere. And so when I was right after I got married, I had this idea that, you know, I've heard about this feminine genius and I think it could really help me out in terms of discerning who the Lord's calling me to be as a wife and eventually as a mother, but but also as a woman outside of college and kind of settling into adult life for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, And I remembered this letter and pulled it out and it was the beginning of a journey that eventually led to the start of the Letters to Women podcast where the conversation could keep going with other women because I, yeah, it was this just realization that every woman for the simple fact of being a woman, and it's not just, that's neat. You're a woman. It's in fact that like the, that part of your womanhood enriches the world's understanding of what it means to be human. So by me understanding what it meant to become and be when it came to the feminine genius, I would be able to help others around me become and be who the Lord created them to be. And that seemed like, Ooh, a heavy weight, but at the same time, just this beautiful opportunity and privilege to be able to lean into as a woman. Yeah. And it's when we, when we strip away all the, the worldly, worldly stuff, then it's the most natural thing because it's what we're supposed to be doing. We are supposed to be, God made us the way that we are so that we can do as well. And we can, I think that's beautiful what you're saying to help other people do that too. There's that nurturing, that spiritual motherhood that all women are called to. Yes. Yeah. And like how we were talking about before, how this is really the end of a a litany of thanks to other women. And it was so powerful when I first encountered this quote to be able to see women who live in different seasons, like we were talking about, but the fact that women who are wives and mothers and women who work and women who are consecrated and women who are daughters and women who are sisters, like you said, there wasn't, there was not one season of my life that was left out, um, which was really healing and powerful because there had been times where I'd lived in that season of daughter or I lived in that season of sister and thought that I wasn't doing enough. My story was too much. I, I was messing things up. There's no way that that part could be redeemed. And the reality was, is that no, those seasons too were seasons and are seasons and identities that I can live out the feminine genius in. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's the lesson that we need to be, I think as mothers too, that's what we want to be showing our daughters and our sons, right? That yes, you are a girl and that is good because God made you that way. Or you are a boy and that is good because God made you that way. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Amen. Being able to There's lean into that. There's a lot of confusion about that in our world right now. Yes. Yeah. And it's a strange it's just a strange thing that, okay, well, think these, these two things are equal and the same, except that they're not. And then in some ways you can, you can be one or the other, but which is it? Like we have to make a choice. You like, there's so many things that are so many ideas that are moving around that don't fit together, but they're all seemingly supposed to be true. Right. Yeah. We don't make it easy for so, for ourselves to navigate the world, but then our kids too, growing up where that's kind of the norm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's just, there's some legislation that just was packed in New Jersey as we're recording this yesterday. So it's on my mind, mm-hmm. um, that some teaching of identities is going to start in kindergarten instead of in, in fourth grade or no, I'm sorry, not for, uh, uh, I guess it was freshman year of, I don't know. It, was, it said 14 article I saw. Oh, so, that's so this is this is just on my mind and on my heart that we have to celebrate who we are because it's who we were created to be and it's and this is how like I want my children to be happy and I want them to be free and I want them to have joy in their lives and if they don't know who they are then that's going to be really difficult for them and I just want to 
take out as many obstacles as I can from that. But I feel like more and more of them are being set before us. That's so true. I think too, what's really beautiful about the practical, when you hear the news or different legislation is coming down the pipes at a state level, sometimes at federal levels, it can be overwhelming to think like, well, what am I supposed to do as a parent? And I think what's really beautiful about diving into the feminine genius is that not only are we encouraging our kids to become who the Lord's created them to be, we're also showing them and modeling for them what it's like to live authentically as, in our case, women and moms, and to really be confident in that identity. And so that they're not, we're not, you know, telling them this is, you know, this thing that I read about and you should strive for it. It's instead this thing that I'm living and here's what it looks like in my life. And you have the freedom to really, to, yeah, become who you've been created to be by the Lord too. You have a mission. Whether or not our children are called to be parents, my hope and that we're, yeah, what we're trying to ask them is, what does God want you to do? Where do you yeah. think God's calling you? You love animals. Maybe God wants you to be a zookeeper. That would be really, really cool. You know, yes. like he's really good with this baby. Maybe God, God is asking you to be a daddy. Um, mm-hmm. Like when my husband said when he was younger, I don't know how old he was, maybe like 10 or something. He knew when he grew up, he wanted to be a dad. Oh, I love that. And you don't ask little boys that that often, nope. right? you know, but um but he knew that's what he wanted. And I can see the joy that he has when he when he's playing with our children. And I can see, you know, one uh, last a few weeks ago, one of my kids came downstairs after he was in bed and he asked me, he asked me questions about like, how do you, he said, what was he? He was like, I hope my wife can have lots of kids. And if not, how do you adopt babies? Oh, that's so beautiful. Eight years old. And he's like, just, I was like, I think you feel the call to be a dad. And like, let's encourage that without telling you, this is what, you know, I don't want to put them in boxes either. I yes. Think I was saying before about you feel too much or too little. And we feel almost called to define and label and identify ourselves. And sometimes that can be helpful and sometimes it's not. And both of them have to be okay. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. To give them the freedom to realize, yeah, that you might not fit into kind of what the what the world says that that should look like, or even what someone, you know, somehow someone else lives that out, right? Like both you and I are moms, but we parent differently. We parent different children and we are within different marriages. And so even though we're living out that same vocation, it looks different for each of us. And it's, there's such a freedom in that. And that, yeah, that's a beautiful and wonderful thing. That's exactly the way it's supposed to be. And we try to make it into something else. Right. It doesn't work. And it's then we're true. surprised that it doesn't work. <laughs> like, wait, wait, wasn't this supposed to be? <laughs> nope. Turns out no. Right. What if we stopped being surprised and started <laughs> drawing ourselves back to what we were called to do? Amen. Um, yeah. And I love that. I mean, John Paul II just had such a beautiful understanding of what it is to be human. And I think that's yes. why so many people, I mean, I was younger. I wasn't really aware of like what a Pope was and that you could like be aware of the Pope's actions as mm-hmm. I was growing up. Um mm-hmm. But I think that's why so many people even outside the faith were drawn to him because he he wasn't preaching just the church. As I understand it, he wasn't just saying the church says this, the church says this. He says, this is who you are. This is who you are as a human being. um, And this is how you grow in that. And this is how you come to the fullness of that. Right. Yeah. I think what John Paul II really gets is like the personal personal principles of of what it means to be human. And I think that speaks so much to the human heart, regardless of where you're at in terms of religion or your journey in the faith or whether you're Catholic or not. That's that's such a dynamic and intriguing call, this realization that at my heart, I'm beloved. At the heart of it, I'm called to become someone great and live a magnanimous life. And I think that that's something that's such a universal call that we see in John Paul II's um, 
papacy, whether it's like his traveling or his the documents that he's written is just absolutely beautiful. And I think when we look at our culture today, so much of the the questions of the confusion is it goes back to that question of, am I beloved? Am I loved? Yes. Am I, Amen. am I seen and known? Yeah, and we are every single one of us is. Yep. Yep. Um, but it's hard to believe that sometimes and we have to keep reminding each other. Amen. That's so true. Um, and so we're just about at time, Chloe. So we've got to wrap it up. But I am grateful for you and for all the work that you do that does help remind us of that and draw us closer into that. So thank you for being the woman you are. Oh, thanks. Back at you. Thanks for inviting me on again for a conversation. This is one of my favorite topics and I love chatting with you. So this has just been a joy. Beautiful. <clears throat> all right, listeners, Chloe's book is out in a week, but you can pre-order it now. So hop on over and make that happen. You won't regret it. Um, get a bunch, share it with your friends. Um, and going forward uh, to suggest a quote or a guest for the show, follow the show on Instagram, quote me underscore podcast, or contact me at my website, lindsayschlegel.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show, leave a review wherever you find your podcasts and tell a friend until next time. God bless you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree.